execution, real talk. Living right, the execution, real walk. And stay cool, stay cool, cause it's hot outside. And get your body outlined and chalk. I left the institution, real talk. Living right, the execution, real walk. And stay cool, stay cool, cause it's hot outside. And get your body outlined and chalk. Welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening live. This is the House to House podcast. This is Amadi. I'm in here with Ragu. We have a special guest with us this this evening. Um, but as always, this podcast is on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. Um, it is on Spotify and Stitcher and TuneIn, SoundCloud, and Ragu's favorite platform, <laughs> Podomatic. It's on Podomatic. Um, and of course, we have um, a House to House Facebook group. Please jump on there. Um, house to house, that's the word house, the number two, and the word house. Here we advance our Father's kingdom one house at a time. And so we thank you again for listening. Um, and I did announce we have a special guest, um, good friend, good brother, uh, faithful, faithful man of God. I don't think I ever used that term on here, man of God. By the way, if you hear us sounding different today, that's because we're all in different locations. We're kind of using technology today. So Ragu is not in the same studio with me today. He's not sitting right beside me. But we do have a good friend, a good brother. My man Calvin Calhoun, all the way from Florida. From Florida. Say what's up to the good people, Calvin. What's going on, everybody? And I want to thank Amadi and Ragu for inviting me on the podcast. And two awesome brothers. I love them dearly like my brothers and they treat me like a little brother too. So <laughs> I, it's just, it's, it's awesome. And what the work that y'all been doing is completely, it's needed for the buyer. So thank you so much for inviting me on. Hey man, no problem, man. You know, for those of you who don't know, Calvin, man, Calvin's a good guy, you know, except when he calling to bug me about my wizards, I can't, you know, I can't, <laughs> Look, I always gotta, I gotta, I gotta pray in the spirit every time I see that that that, that number pop up. I say, "Oh Lord, I just spit facts." <laughs> like, is this gonna be edification, or is this, is he gonna ride me about the wizards? Anyway, <laughs> there's no, uh, there's no unfortunate uh, justification on <laughs> how the wizards are are doing this season. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Now, look, listen, before I was able to be like, oh, no, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Now, every call I get this season, I'm kind of like, oh, man, heart start jumping. Is Calvin calling to build me up? And <laughs> no. I called you much this year. I have not called you much. I have not stomped you in the ground like I could. <laughs> Faithful of the wounds. Faithful of the wounds. Amen. <laughs> hey, but listen, so, you know, that's I think that that's definitely a uh, – good springboard to um you know continue our conversation because sometimes listen being being brothers does not always mean we sitting around dissecting first chronicles you know that's sometimes the saints think that you know you you can't be brothers unless you dissect in hebrew text it's like you know sometimes if you know if the wizards give it to to the orlando magic now nah, i'm messing with him if the wizards beat up on miami you know, you gotta, you know, you gotta let them know that so that's that's also being a brother. You know, so you know we we've kind of been, and you you guys can't see Calvin's face right now, but you know, he's agreeing with me in in spirit. But the whole point of that is, ladies and gentlemen, you know, as 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 you know, we've been really going into relationships, and you know what it takes to keep them. You know how to maturely walk it out, 
and sometimes how to maturely part ways. You know, even fr- you know, friendly, playful banter as brothers. You know, getting on each other's case and busting our chops and doing that different things like that. That's all a part of walking together and and growing together. You know, Calvin and I both like sports, so we kind of get on one another about our teams. You know, and that's all in in good fun. Um, but there are times where we have to go. You know, kind of go a little bit deeper, go on to some to some deeper things but I think that the flexibility is there because you know that the other person actually cares for you you know I think something that Ragu we you know we talked about last the last episode we recorded back in 2018 <laughs> um, was um, how you used to get that drive-by prophetic word from this rando who didn't really want to you know I thought that was just hilarious when you were sharing that story you know, it's just like a drive-by, hey, brother, the Lord said, and you just kind of just go on by. You know, but when you know someone actually has care for you and then they come with something deeper, you know, it gives you pause to want to listen because you know that person actually cares and has shown, you know, care for you. No, but what happens is, is that um, when you genuinely, when you're authentic, and that was the word that the Lord kind of gave for me, back in 2019 was being authentic and transparent about how you truly feel about someone. When we're pure like that, the Lord can speak through us and those words can be received as being pure. And I think we have to really evaluate the definition of even relationship, Uh, relationship, not just in the worldly sense, but relationships in the spiritual context. And so when we talk about the relationships we have in the world, maybe that definition doesn't fit the definition of what relationship should be in the kingdom. And so we have to define that relationship. And in the, in, um, in the um, text of John 15, the Lord really defines it with two words, friends and love, friends and love. And so we can't take our worldly understanding of what the word love is and impose it into the kingdom. That's not going to work. It's, it's reversed. We have to understand what the love of God is how God shows us that love and the relationship he desires to have with us and then let that flow outward to our own one-on-one relationships. Because it says, I believe in Hebrews 4 and 12 or 5 and 12, it speaks about the word is a discerner of the, of the heart and the tent of man. So we got to uh, really come to the base definition of what the relationships are we're supposed to have within the kingdom. That's good. I'm, I'm glad you said that. Let's, you know, I, I want to read um, John 15. So, you know, for those listening, you can um, get your Bibles. We're going to read John 15, start at about verse 12 and go down to about verse 17. And so um, this is the, the Lord speaking. He says, my commandment is this, to love one another just as I have loved you. No greater love than this, that one lays down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I no longer call you slaves because the slave does not understand what his master is doing. But I have called you friends because I have revealed to you everything I heard from my father. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that remains so that whatever you ask my father in my name, he will give you this. I command you to love one another. Um, And I, that's, that's so powerful to me because, again, like as you stated, um, Calvin, that he equates friendship with love, right? So the the two are related. And so if 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 I'm saying that now, and we understand that these things don't happen immediately. We're not, you know, the the Lord is not a magician. Um, but 
what he is saying here is that, okay, guys, some time has passed, right? Because he says, I no longer call you slaves or servants. I think some translations say servants. I know when people hear the word slave, they think, you know, people's mind goes somewhere. But think of the word servant. He says, I no longer call you servants. I call you friends. So at one time, he possibly did refer to them as servants, right? But he's saying, but we've been together now for too long for me to limit our relationship by merely referring to you as a servant. You are my friend, and if you're my friend, I'm going to show love for you. And then he ends it with saying, show love for one another. If you're also claiming to be friends of one another, you need to love one another. I'm commanding this to you. And I think that 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 love has to be the action and not um not just in in word only but in deed. No, I definitely uh feel like, you know, when when these words are are being spoken, that that love that uh, John 15 is referring to, it's kind of like a baseline when you call each other, you know, my brother, there's like a certain degree that like it has to be the foundation of your relationship. And I think it, it may take time for it to evolve to that particular level and to that point, but that is a foundation and a requirement that the Lord has set precedent to. No, that's, that's, Absolutely. that's good. Absolutely. I, mean, I, I, I think about how me and Amadi actually came into relationship. <laughs> it was so crazy because it actually started as a, I saw how um, Leon and Dana, came into a relationship when Dana went over to South Africa. He talked about that extra level of accountability. And the only person when Leon kind of talked to me about it, the only person who the Lord kind of put in my heart was Amadi. And so I said, okay, this is what's on my heart. And I went to Amadi and talked to him. Now, it wasn't like, okay, we're just going to do this thing. But there's been, if I truly love him and I trust who the Lord has connected me with, then their love makes you vulnerable especially in times of, of trouble. And there's been times of trouble that I felt vulnerable, but I knew I had a confident brother that I could go to. And those relationship, that relationship had to be tested time and time and time again. But it does take time. It's like a seed. You know, you plant it. You don't see the fruit for a while, but it has to endure the hardship of coming from that seed through the ground, enduring the climate that it's in, in order to still bear forth the fruit of that relationship. So, you know, we first got together, I think, I remember Amadi went down to Orlando one time, and we were like, hey, Amadi, I'm on my way. Wait a minute, Orlando's three and a half hours. Yeah, man, but we coming. And that's because I know it takes time. It's a work, and if you truly love someone, you do those things, because love is an action word, like you, like you just said, Amadi. No, definitely, and that's that's awesome, Calvin. Because that's actually I, I I was thinking about that before you even said it. I was thinking about that story. Yeah, we we went on vacation. I was just telling people, just say, hey, we're gonna be out of town. Like I wasn't telling anybody, you know, to say come on down. I really was just like, hey, y'all, we're gonna be out of town. So if you're looking for me, I'm gonna be out of pocket. And he's like, where you going? I was like, hold on. He said, I remember, I remember you said, hold on, I'm gonna call you back. And you said, and then you called me back. He's like, yeah, we're gonna come on down there. And I was like, whoa, okay, Lord. And, you know, but th- th- things like that are, are, are what you do if you are trying to build relationship. Yep. And, you know, m- many of us, many of us in, in the body of Christ, we, um, we, we have to learn, we have to learn, right? We actually have to learn what it means to walk out relationships. 
Like, I, I think many of us, again, that's why I use that analogy of calling the Lord a magician. Because I'm like, I think that people sometimes believe God is going to do magic. Like, all right, you're a believer, I'm a believer, poof, this thing is just going to miraculously happen. And it's like, no, it's not. You have to walk some things out. You know, this is what the Lord says. He says, hey, no greater love than this, that one lays down his life for his friends. How do you get to that point? You see what I mean? Again, you have to work up to that. That doesn't happen immediately. No one's going to let themselves get killed for somebody they have either A, just met, B, they don't really care for, you know, C, they don't love, right? We There's a progression. And then when I get to the person, I'm like, no, nah, me and this person, we're like, we're like family. Of course. Then at that point, I will gladly lay down my life for, and this is, this is, you know, one of those underlying things, you know, I don't even know if I want to put it on the podcast. I'm, I'm, I might leave it off here, but, you know, maybe we'll, we'll talk about it off camera. But, you know, is about the the death of the Lord himself. And that's what, you know, what I wanted to get into. But my my point in, in bringing all that up was the the action that, um, you know, Calvin and, and Calvin brought his whole family. I mean, it wasn't just Calvin, you know, Calvin and his wife and their three lovely children came down and hung out with us. They've been to my home. So, you know, I was like, you know what, Lord, I need to return in kind. So I opened up my home. Calvin and his family came and stayed at our home last year. Or was it this year? I think it might have been this year. Yeah, it was this year. Yeah. You know, they came and spent several days with us up here. You know, we plan on coming down early next year. So, I mean, it's some of those things that you just have to be willing to do. You know, once you make the declaration of a thing there, and that's where the action part comes in. Once I declare, okay, I'm this, okay. And this is what he even says this. The Lord leaves no stone unturned. Look at verse 14. He says, you are my friends if you do what I command. So the actions have to follow up with the declaration. All right, Lord, we're your peoples. I'm, I'm your boy. All right. And he says, all right, well, if you're not doing what I command, you're really of, of, of no use to me as a friend. I think you definitely hit it on the head where we expect the miraculous to happen without putting in the time and effort yeah. to actually cultivate and build relationship. Jesus took three years three and a half years for just the apostles to be called the apostles. Uh, and the amount of time, I think we spoke to this, this last week about when Barnabas took time with Paul and that was a year. Right. But I think it just speaks to just how things actually have to take some time specifically and purposeful time to be built upon. Cause apart from that, it's not, it's not going to be this miraculous, instantaneous Jack and the Beanstalk kind of thing where it grows. <laughs> no, you, you are right. Man, you are definitely right about that. I think we, you know, like think about terminology like knowing someone after the spirit. You know, we, we say them. I, I want to get to know them after the spirit. And the, this is what the Lord says, you know, know each other after the spirit, no longer after the flesh. Um. What does that mean, right? Does that mean the first time I meet you that I immediately know you after the spirit, right? Or I've seen you at a couple of meetings and now I know you after the spirit? No, 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 no. Listen, anybody who's married and all three of us are married, 
<laughs> right? You think yeah. you know your spouse after the spirit on, on that wedding day. You standing there in front of the, oh, yes, ah, yes, this is, the, this is the one the Lord has called me to. But then all of a sudden something happens. About a year in, right? Something just changes. Yeah. You're like, man, what in the world? This joke going to turn into a gremlin, right? <laughs> you know, the little mogwai then turned into a gremlin. And listen, ladies, that's talking about us. We're talking about ourselves. We turn into gremlins. You feed me after 12 o'clock. I don't know. I might, you know, I might. (laughs) You know, but but what happens is you got to, listen, there are parts of the other person you get to know, right? They get to know certain parts of you that weren't necessarily there, the good and the bad. We're not just talking all bad. You know, I've learned so much from my wife, I mean, that has enriched my life. I mean, things that I had no clue about on the day we got married, you know? Um, and how she's helped me through so many things. And you say, wow, this woman is, this one, there's depth to this woman. It's, you know, now after almost 15 years of marriage, I'm learning her after the spirit. Like I am really getting a chance to see her spirit come forth. I didn't know that in the beginning because the Lord's not a magician, you know, and for us to expect him to do that, I think it's a little immature. I think for us to, you know, kind of expect that is is a little naive to expect that, you know, to expect. Now, we can believe and trust in what he shows us and we just walk out in faith. But I think to expect that there would be nothing required of me in that process is really naive to think, okay, God told me the land of milk and honey's over there. Does that mean he's going to transport me or do I got to actually walk over there? I might have to actually walk over there, you know, put a little bit of miles on these sandals, you know, <laughs> on these Air Abrahams or something, you know. <laughs> but, but, Marty, I think the key word there, and, and you said it was process. When everybody, when we tend to read scripture, we tend to see, we talk, we tend to talk about the very beginning of it and then the very end of a thing. We always talk about the beginning of Abraham. And then we'll talk about the end of the blessing. Uh, or we talk about Paul. We'll talk about his Damascus Road experience. But then we'll talk about him writing the many letters. Right, right. There, no one really talks about the process. The the 18 years that, that no one seems to know what happened to Jesus. Uh, <laughs> the 14 years that no one seems to know what happened to Paul. All, David before, you know, after, right after Saul and then his actual anointing to being king. There's a process to everything. Right. And the process is meant for us to learn how to walk in faith, but also how to hear the Lord. And we don't. We just tend to want God to just do it for us. And that's not what real fathers do. You could take your son and be like, no, son, I'm going to teach you how to hammer this nail in. You just don't let him blindly do it. You may walk him a little bit, but eventually you got to let him go. Mm-hmm. And he has to learn. He's going to hit his finger a couple of times but then through trials and tribulations he learns it and and so we have to realize there's a process to every relationship we walk in there's a process like you said with your wife and i can agree with you with my wife who she is now who i see now and who i saw 10 years ago are two separate people right and we're so different and i didn't realize how different we were till we started walking the process out so now I see her differently, and now I know how to adjust myself that we walk in synergy. We walk together now better than what we did before. What you're saying, Calvin, is 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 definitely spot on, and this is why it's so important that, that we, 
really flush these things out and really walk them out to a deg- uh, to a certain degree of maturity because that's the whole point of, of, you know, we started this podcast was to really hone in on these small building blocks. You know, these are the building blocks of the house of God and the, the, the body of Christ. These are the building blocks. If, if I can't have a relationship, a one-on-one, right? If, uh, if, if I don't know how to properly, you know, foster good relationships and, and cultivate them, then how can God build a family? And then, of course, without the family, a house and, you know, all the big things, body of Christ and all of that, all that big stuff. You know, we can really kind of out of human nature want to jump to the big stuff. You know, like everybody wants to be a millionaire, but nobody wants to get up and go to work tomorrow. They're like, what's what's the problem? You know, and likewise, we all want a, a very vibrant and thriving body of Christ. Right. We 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 want a body of Christ that, that's walking in all the things God has called us to. But. No one wants to be faithful to relationships. No one wants to be faithful to continue to cultivate the thing in which will build that body of Christ, that that bride that the Lord is coming for. And we have to really be faithful, you know, to the thing. And, and it's not a whole lot, you know, and this is one of the reasons I definitely wanted to get Calvin on because I can really appreciate about his life is the things in which, you know, I've seen the Lord place before you. And even if it's not a whole bunch of stuff you're faithful to, you know, and that's that's something that the I think the the father needs from us in this hour is listen, I'm not trying to grab everything on the on the table, but the the two or three things that he places in my hand to say, hey, here, this is yours. Be faithful to those things and everything else. You've got to just trust the Lord for everything else. But for the things in which he's put me to these relationships, these people, because it's never things, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, it's never things. It's, it's always people. Um, that that is where, you know, I really must kind of re retool and rethink how I am to be faithful to those things. And sometimes, not all, not every time, but sometimes that'll require you driving 17 hours. <laughs> it, may, it may require you to drive 17 hours, you know. It, it may require you to get on a 17-hour train ride or drive 17 hours or, you know, do different things in which God is uh, – called you to you know i was telling my wife this just about a week and a half ago you know there's a there's a brother that calvin and i both know who's a, who's a little ill right now you know i'm gonna put no names up there but he's ill and so calvin set up a gofundme for him and i remember telling my wife i said yeah i'm gonna put some money in it you know and she was like really you don't even really know what's going on i said yeah i know i, I don't really know what's going on but i was like but i know calvin knows what's going on so i was like if calvin if this is something that the lord has put on his heart i'll put some money in it just because Calvin is setting it up. And this is someone that he's walking with closely and knows what's going on. I don't need to know everything, all the details. I don't need to know every single intricate detail. I've developed a level of relationship with Calvin where, you know what, I trust that Calvin knows what's going on. I'll send what I can and keep it moving. And, I, you know, that's that that comes from relationship. That comes from building, you know, building a relationship. And I think the Lord just wants us to be willing. You know, he really just wants us to be willing. He'll he'll do the heavy lifting, but are we willing to do the the part our part, you know, that's that's required of us. No, Amadi, I definitely agree with what you're speaking to with respect to, you know, only putting our hands to what the Lord has given us grace or the permission to actually move forth and building, that's good. you know, because that's what the scripture speaks about. You know, those who, who are the sons of God are led by 
led by his spirit, as well as, you know, we, we live in accordance to the measure of faith that we've been given. And, you know, we exercise those things. And of course, you know, <laughs> sometimes it may cost a lot to, to execute whatever the Lord uh, does. And sometimes it may cost a little, but I can definitely tell you, you know, as you grow up, it's always going to cost. It's always going to cost. <laughs> There's always a cost, right? Uh-huh. Um, and definitely, um, Amari, when you talk about the body as relates to the importance of relationships in the body, um, I want the thing the Lord gave me, and he knows I'm very analytical. I'll think to the micro level. He told me, look at the natural human body. It requires relationships on every level down to the smallest cell. Cells have relationships with one another to build certain tissues, then to build certain muscles, then you build certain nerves. But everything, we tend to look at the body big, but the first thing they teach you as a doctor, go look at biology. So you start with the smallest things and see how the smaller things make the bigger. And so I believe the Lord is taking us back to the cellular cellular things of the body, Mm, that we understand how are these things interconnected. Like if you look at the hand itself, the hand has a certain group of muscles, a certain group of cells, a certain group of body parts that make it functional to do what it needs to do. Now, it can't do what the feet do, but it's built a certain way. It has the right number of cells, the right number of muscles. And so we have to allow the Lord to be that contractor and we be the workers and see how these relationships are intertwined because they do work together. We know it works together. But the key thing is we have to allow him to direct us and be led by his spirit, as, as Rocco said. Now, that's that's a really good um, example. So if you think about it, and this, you know, unfortunately is a is a bad characteristic of Christendom in general. You know, we are willing to lay down our life for the head, but not for one another. And this is why he says here in verse 17, love one another. He wasn't questioning their love for him. You know, he wasn't questioning their love for him. He was questioning their love for each other. You know, and that's we, you know, when this is something that we had talked about a, a few episodes ago is that, you know, one of the characteristics of a father is to show siblings how to love one another, you know, because siblings are so naturally competitive. So the Lord has to remind us over and over, love your siblings the way that I love your siblings. You know, that's that's what he's saying here. And so for the hand to function like the finger doesn't just stick out of the head. That would be called a deformity. The finger is where he's placed it. You know, it's on the hand. And so the the finger has to be concerned with the palm. Right. It can't just be what's going on at the head. You have to be concerned with the palm and the thumb and the wrist. Right. Because those are also your your uh, connections. And again, that's how the body's built up. You know, the the body's built up that way. So it's 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 so utterly important that we really continue to be faithful, you know, and not just faithful. You know, faithful is kind of the beginning part. Being faithful to relationship is critical. But then you go to that next stage where now that I've been faithful in a relationship, things may be required of me to continue to sustain the relationship. In the beginning, nothing was really required. I just had to be faithful, just had to kind of be available and I was just, all right, do whatever. Then you transition to a part where now some weight is being put on you from this particular relationship. Can this weight be put on you? And that's where, you know, okay, now I have to start making some decisions. I have to choose, right? 
Jesus said, you didn't choose me, I chose you. And so now I have to start choosing. Before, there weren't really many choices. Just be faithful or not be faithful. All right. Now, oh my goodness, this relationship is requiring my time and it's requiring my resources Oh my! and my availability. What is going on? It is taking from me. Okay. Will I choose to continue to be faithful and walk this relationship out? That's that's that step of growth. That's that step of maturity when a relationship begins to pull on you a little bit. Can can you still do that? Can you still be there and stand, right? Can you still stand? And I think that that's one of the questions in which in 2019, the Lord is going to ask us. You know, he's going to ask us as as the house of God, as his sons, can you stand when relationships begin to pull on you? I mean, like real relationships. I don't mean you know, every single relationship. We're not talking about outer court. We're talking about inner court, holies of holies relationships. You know, those things where you are knitted in heart to people and the relationship begins to pull on you. Can you can you stand and continue to be be ready? And it's in that pressure that you begin to see the strengthening of a bond. Um, I, I thought I, I look at and I'm I'll say it on the podcast like I every marriage goes through that trial and that time of pulling you like what is going on what happened from year one to two <laughs> not where year five and like it's it's pulling it's stretching and I saw the stretching but the wrong way and I said Lord show me all right you put us together for a reason. You know, you designed this. Maybe I'm seeing it wrong. Show me where I'm seeing it wrong. And when he begins to show you, you can make the adjustment then. But I think one of the things I've taught people to be is always be self-reflective. Always look at yourself first. Because sometimes it is the other person, but always know that you're standing in the right position first. And so um, relationships are tested in that pressure time. It strengthens it or it reveals that it wasn't true at all. And that and that's that's the thing that marriages do go through. I call it like a wintry season where you don't really see the the, the flowers, the, the fruit and everything. But there's growth that's happening underneath where no one sees it. And it's those quiet times that there's that is growing. So, you know, we hang in there. You, you hang in there, but you learn. You absolutely learn what it takes to build those relationships. And it, it, it comes at stress sometimes. But can you stand it? Like you said, can you stand it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. As you were speaking, Amadi, and as well as uh, Calvin, uh, I was definitely thinking about the scripture where it talks about how iron sharpens iron and that friction that's created uh, yeah. and, the, and the amount of intensity that it takes for two pieces of iron to become sharp. And that that's going to happen, especially when it's coming to together with a uh with relationships and then especially uh, you know in a marriage relationship you know that's two two becoming one essentially you know two independent souls <laughs> becoming one yeah uh, but it it particularly uh will happen <clears throat> with just uh, the relationship beginning to have depth and and quality you know it's it's there's no way around the, a process, you know, for something to be built. No, that's good. No, definitely. And I think, you know, this is a step in the right direction. You know, as I as I told you guys, I told y'all Calvin is deep. Calvin's deep. Ragu's deep. I'm on here with these deep guys. 
Um, I, I just use simple, simple, simple <laughs> analogies because I realize the Holy Spirit knows where we all are at. He knows where we're at. And I tell people that the Holy Spirit can speak to a room of 200 people and can touch everybody's ears and everybody's learning level. But I, even I hate using big words. So the Lord knows, <laughs> let me just keep it simple for you. Let me use the body. So yeah. it, being able to relate to people on those levels, you let the Holy Spirit do what he's doing. You listen and you say. And so that's, but that's, but we have to build that relationship up. We right. have to build even that relationship up. So. I'm not that deep. <laughs> <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, we do thank you all for listening to us. I know we, you know, to some of you, this may, you know, start to sound like a broken record, but I think that is, it is a biblical characteristic. That's why the Lord would say, verily again, I say unto you. I had to throw a King James phrase in there. Verily again, I say unto you. <laughs> all right. I read the New English translation most of the time, but, you know, it's it's hard when you've memorized so much king. It's a that can't get it out your mind, man. Can't get that can't get the king out your mind. I wish that joke was out my mind, but I can't. So we do just want to, you know, really stress the importance of relationships, that's all. Just want to really stress the importance. You know, they are important and they are the building blocks. They are the building blocks for the body of Christ. And so we do appreciate you guys listening to us once again. You know, we want to continue to just advance our Father's kingdom one house at a time. Um, like always, please feel free to jump on the Facebook group. That's house, the word house, the number two, and the word house on Facebook. And if you want to just connect with us, ask a question, share your thoughts on an episode, please feel free um, to do so. Again, you can subscribe on all the platforms I listed earlier and uh, we just want to thank, man, thank Calvin, man. Thank you so much for uh, coming on, bro. I really do uh, appreciate you. Thank you for the invite and awesome 2019. We just appreciate it and uh, this is uh, Amadi for Calvin and Red Bull saying bye-bye. institution, now that's some real talk, live right the execution, now that's some real walk, stay cool, cause outside my dude is real hot, got bodies outlined out here in real chalk, I left an institution. Now that's some real talk. Live right the execution. Now that's some real walk. Stay cool, cause outside my dude is real hot. Got bodies outlined out here in real chalk. I left the institution. Real talk. Living right the execution. Real walk. And stay cool, stay cool, cause it's hot outside. And get your body outlined in chalk. I left the institution. Real talk. Living right the execution. Real walk. Stay cool, stay cool, cause it's hot outside And get your body outlined and chalk Stay cool, stay cool, cause it's hot outside Stay cool, stay cool, cause it's hot Stay cool, stay cool, cause it's hot outside And get your body outlined and chalk